This is the Hack the Future podcast, the human stories behind courage, purpose, and imagination. Join your host, Terrence Mowry, who will guide you on the journey of reimagining the world as we know it. Change used to happen as a breeze. Now it feels like a Category 5 typhoon. Today I'm delighted to meet with Jens Holtinger. He's the EVP of Volvo Group Truck Ops and a member of the Group Executive Board. Volvo Groups has made the decision to lead from the future, not the past. When you're operating at the edge of uncertainty, not taking a risk is a risk. Today we'll learn about three bold moves, who we are, how we operate, and how we grow. Enjoy. Jens, welcome to Hack the Future. How are you today? Very good, and thank you for uh, having me. I, I, I'm li- really looking forward for an exciting uh, dialogue. Yeah, I, 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 me too. I, I know just for our listeners' benefit, we met in person last November at Volvo Group Leadership Conference in Gothenburg, and we had a, an amazing dinner together as well. I think there was even some singing. Absolutely. <laughs> singing, uh, not dancing maybe, but absolutely singing. Yes. So yeah. I, I, I love that. And I think the big takeaway for me when I met with you and your team was that the passion uh, and the commitment to bringing leadership and strategy and culture to life. I mean, to start with, I think we have to, to, to frame it a bit. Uh, where we are at right now is, of course, being in the transport industry or at the Volvo Group and, and really transforming logistics right now. I mean, it's changing so fast. Not, the transformation, both from an, going from a combustion engine to into electromobility, and on top of that, you have the digital journey. So, so I mean, the business we are in is really transforming. I think it's transforming the first time in the speed of since we had a horse, actually, and carriage. And right now, I think the next 10, 15 years, it will be even faster. So looking at our traditional way of leading that for me will not fly so so i think we need to make it do a little bit of a retake on it i think it's uh an incredible time to be a leader and volvo group is making incredible steps in terms of this uh, transformation journey of sustainable transport and infrastructure solutions and you mentioned the kind of velocity and almost like lightning speed behaviors that everybody needs to uh, scale up yeah Absolutely. And, and while scaling up, actually de-learning what we have done in history. I mean, we mm. are a, a company that has been step-by-step uh, step improving and so, suddenly going into transformation. And then for me, speed. Speed is yes. a key question. Yes. And, and when you say speed, what are some of the insights that you have to share in terms of how to create a culture of speed? Uh, number one, I, I, my starting point as a leader is very much that, I mean, the performance in an organization and the speed in an organization, you can always put yourself on high horses. But but to be honest, I don't believe it's my big decisions that is making the big difference in an organization. It's really a humble, some experience, a humble experience that it's the 10,000 decisions that are being made out in an organization every day. And, and and I can never control that. I, I, I just have to trust that each individual in the organization is actually taking small, small decisions in the right direction. And, and that is a little bit my starting point. And how can I influence that as, as a leader? Yes, I, I love that. And it reminds me of a conversation I had uh, with Martin Lundstedt, the president and CEO of Volvo Group. And he spoke about these two principles. Mm-hmm. Principle one, you know, moving teams and markets 
and regions closer to the P&L, customer success, success, growth, profitability and then this idea of principle two which is giving people the uh, decentralized autonomy to improve principle one and thereby creating pull not push tell me more about that that kind of that philosophy because it's really interesting yeah and and, and number one then that to create autonomy in the organization to really take take the right decisions for the future because it's moving so fast and and, and as, as leaders i think there are three things we need to put in place number one is to create a clear direction a clear vision where are we going i think number two is to create some sort of platform uh, and don't get me wrong i'm not talking about organization I, I think the historical organization with hierarchy is will die off. I, I think it will be spell, it will be less and less unimportant where you belong in an organization. So the platform of collaborating, working together, and the third pillar as a leader, I think very much how do we how do we develop our employees in this? If if we can combine these three, creating a clear vision where we're going, creating platforms where we collaborate and work together and develop people at least i believe very much in that will create speed and it reminds me of one i think one of your linkedin posts where you shared one of your sort of uh, communication strategies which i really loved which was this quarterly checkpoint to bring the strategy to life and tell me and the listeners more about uh, your approach to that this this idea of the checkpoint I, i think it's very much about talking every quarter about where are we going how is it going but also showing example real live examples and connecting people in the organization i mean the traditional way is always to create committees or governance or uh, governance again a word i don't like at all to be honest and uh, how do we create the freedom of of people meeting in an in a different way than in the past and and i think a very important way then is to to create this platform where we show good examples and when good examples are shown we see that people start to connect and we see that people start to learn from each other and then you create two things you create both platform and develop people and how does this tie in with the uh this idea of customer success through sustainable op- op- operations I mean, that, that is, of course, part of, of creating a vision and, and creating energy in the organization. And, and overall, I mean, for us in the Volvo Group, it's very much about 100% fossil free, 100% safe, 100% more productive. And I must say, I don't get much more guidance from my boss, the CEO. He's saying, that's where we're going. You need to be part of it. And and how do I convey that into to, to my part of the organization that is that of course very much operations? But it, it, I think it's so important to to create this understanding of, of our surrounding. Where are we going and why? That that is the key for me at least. And I really saw I saw that in a very visible and visceral way when I met with you and the teams in November, this idea of creating a collective sense of destiny and a collective sense of direction. And I know you visited uh, a powertrain plant in Hagerstown, USA, the heartland of Volvo, North America. And you spoke about connectivity and community and energy. And I, I love the way that you, you make your leadership visible. Uh, I am truly a person to person. I, I realize yes. we need to use digital uh, tools absolutely but but i do think it, it's so important to 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 that the organization are being seen yes. that you really are there 
uh, I mean, we are in this together. And, and uh, again, tearing down the hierarchy and, and creating this family feeling. And, and yes. I, I think that is incredibly important that we are fighting in this day to day and we do it together. And uh, yes, we have different roles, yes. but we are equally important. One of the big challenges that every company faces, and I think even more an engineering company with such a rich legacy. I mean, some fast facts here for our listeners. 1927, founded 90, over 95,000 people, 190 markets, net sales in 2021, 37 billion euros, a target of 35% of products electric by 2030. And then obviously this idea of turning these, you know, these trends of hyper-digitization, decarbonization into tailwinds. What are your thoughts in terms of reducing BMI? And just for our listeners' benefit, BMI is not body mass index, it's bureaucratic mass index. This idea that we're all drowning in complexity and too many meetings and so much data. And do you have any insights for our listeners on what you're doing within the Volvo Group to fight complexity with simplicity. Definitely decentralization yes. as less as less central function as, as possible, of course. But I, but I also think in a, in a, as you as you noted the this history of an engineering com- community mm. and engineering company, it's also very much about relearning or retraining or yes. unlearning that we need to have really a clear exact path all the time yes i mean that will not exist especially not for the future yes i mean in in the volvo group then it's it's very much about creating an overall vision where we are Mm. going and creating the decentralized organization Mm. where we have high demands don't get me wrong high demands of cooperation in between units Mm. Uh, you take what you need to take from from common solutions Mm. and then maybe you develop something on your own so Mm not driven so much about, as I said earlier, governance, uh, mm. uh, you know, steer coast. Yes. It's very easy in a big organization to add on that. Yes. And 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 I think also finding ways of, of having temporary platforms mm. where you work together. It's very easy to set the structure and that structure simply stays. So temporary solutions, temporary platforms, you go together, you solve something and you, then you go back in your, in your sort of normal organization. I think this is so uh, so critical, and so much has changed over the last three years. And obviously, we're we, we've entered a new uh, sort of operating environment, uh, red hot inflation, uh, supply chain concerns, de- potential of deglobalization, war in Ukraine, cost of living crisis. And do you have any insights or tools that you're using to scale up resiliency across the teams around the world? It is very much about this uh, going from, as a leader, I think, from decision-making into sense-making. Yes. And when we make try to make sense, at least, of the world we're living in, I'm mm. not saying it's easy right now, mm. but when we, when we try to make sense out of that, instead of giving direct orders or exactly what to be, do, to be done, yes. I mean, I trust that we have intelligent people in the organization mm. that 99% of the time they take the right decision, and I need to mm. trust that process. Yes. And, and that creates resilience and also yes. pride. Yes. Also pride that I take the decision. I do the the right activities. So uh, super important for me to create also. And when you say resilience, it's Mm. not about the operating result always. It's also about how do we have people that actually can maintain a high level Mm. with this crisis situation month after month, month after month. And 
yes. if you are not in control of your own destiny, where you feel at least you are, then I think it's very difficult to 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 keep up uh, stamina. It's it's I think it's such a, a critical and great point, and it, it reminds me I was in. Um... Helsinki uh, a couple of days ago with Nokia, another company with a rich history and a rich legacy. And, you know, they've one of these values of Sisu, uh, Viking spirit, this alchemy of uh, sort of autonomy and ownership mindset and the ability to bounce back in, in the face of adversity. And I wanted to ask you, you know, we're at this inflection point in terms of car companies all around the world and truck companies all around the world that are pivoting to uh, leaner software companies with hardware capabilities. And you know, what excites you about the future? If we, if we put on the sort of futurist hat over the next five to 10 years, what's one or two examples of what's exciting you I mean, what really drives me right now is that we as a company, I mean, we are one of the biggest companies in the world talking about in the logistic transformation. And of course, we, the Volvo Group has the size, we have the capabilities, we have the possibilities to actually make a big impact. And I'm I'm a bit frustrated sometimes that you have a, you have a lot of talk around the startups that are doing different things in the world. And, and when you see what we are doing internally and you compare with some of the startups, I think we have a much bigger potential to impact society than many of the newcomers in, in this. And, and I must say, I'm driven very much about how can I create the, a world we want to live in, at least handing that over to, to my children and everybody else's children. Because I, I think we have the capability, we have the people, we have the technology, we can really drive this and we will. And, and and I can see that as well, you know, when you, you know, speak to different people around the world, it's you know, these insurgents, these new startups often get an unfair level of uh, attention and hype. And it's almost like there's this narrative that if you're an incumbent with a, a long history, it's somehow boring. And I, I completely disagree with that. Uh, absolutely. And, and I, I think when I look at what we are doing and, and looking at autonomous solutions, uh, self-driving trucks, uh, in other words, and, and also the electrification, I mean, no one will be even close to having a 35% of their sales that will be electrified in heavy duty trucks compared to us when you look at volume. So we truly have a potential to, to impact and, I, and we are very value driven. Of course, we need to create the resources to be able to do it, no doubt about it, but really value driven and we, we believe in this and, and uh, yeah, we will, we will have to run faster, but, but it's interesting. You see also, I was today even meeting with the newcomers in the company and, and talking and, and they, they, they are driven and they believe that our values are important in this journey. And, and it's, I, I get so happy when I, when I hear it, to be honest, and, and uh, that, we can, that we can also live up to that. Yes. Uh, live up to the expectations of, of the young population coming into the company. Yes. And I, I saw that there was a real buzz as, as well around the Capital Markets Day this year, geared for growth and listening and watching the presentations as well. And I, I think I came across one piece of news, uh, a plant for battery production in Skaderborg. Yeah, that's right. And uh, we are on that track. And then, of course, it's especially for me then working in operations, it's, it's, it's truly interesting when you're moving then from the traditional combustion engine into e-axles, into batteries. And, uh, but it's also important to remember a lot of the skill set that we're using today we can reuse, especially in the industrial operation. But also when we talk about R&D, it sounds strange, but 
we can reuse a lot of the competences that we have today and, and talk about resilience. Uh, I, I very often get, okay, what do you, what do, what is your stranded assets? What do you need to throw out and add more? And I, I don't believe in it. I don't believe in throwing out people. We develop people and we can reuse so much of the in, in built up competence in an organization. You mentioned values. And I know Volvo Group uh, is a values driven company and it's absolutely key. And I wanted to ask, how do you bring some of these values to life and what are some of the the values that uh, you know you're proudest of that you would like our listeners to to be aware of no oh, I, I, I think the, the respect of people that yes. we try to take care of every employee at yeah. and and of course we we need to take tough business decision sometimes but I, I do believe that we try to live our values over time that mm. we try to take care of people it's the people building the organization and mm. i and i think it's so important to it's easy to put on a powerpoint absolutely i think most companies mm. do that mm. uh, that the people is the most important thing it's a different thing trying to live it Yes, uh, and I'm not saying we are succeeding every day, but it's definitely something we strive for. I, I recently spent some time with Pfizer, far big pharma company, completely different industry. They had some really interesting sort of uh, principles across uh, crush bureaucracy, uh, act at the speed of cu the customer, and sharpen the purpose and trust agenda. And one of the cornerstones was this idea of unlearning the always done ways, or or ways that perhaps have gone off like yogurt in the fridge and, and i wanted to ask you as over the last two years so much has changed the pandemic has been an accelerant for so many things and if there were one or two examples of unlearning that you'd um, love to continue to scale up and sustain and accelerate it could be for example I mean, too many meetings or yeah but what, you know, just, you know what are your thoughts and reactions to that in terms of examples of unlearning I mean, just look at how we have been planning production for the yes. last two years. Yes. Uh, I mean, if I go back two years ago, we were sitting with a three months plan. We needed to know exactly what we should pr produce in the next three months or four months even uh, to have a good plan. And we ended up in the pandemic overnight. We shut down more or less all plans globally overnight. It was I still remember that day going from full production and then 30,000 people standing still more or less overnight. And then from there on, starting up. And after that, the crisis with, with the supply chain that is after that, everybody's heard about semiconductors. And the way we have started to communicate on a daily basis across the globe, taking daily decisions, things that earlier took weeks, we now do in minutes. Uh, and we would have said two years ago, it's impossible. Now it's possible. And it's about taking away old learnings and learning new things. So uh, I, I'm super proud of that. And I, I think that's one of the reasons why we have dealt with and with this whole crisis, I think, in, in a very good way. There's a, there's a whole debate as well. I and mean, you've been part of this. We were all part of it, which is, you know, hybrid, remote, in the office. And I must say I'm, I'm a people's person. Yes. I, I believe we, we, we thrive when we meet other people. And I think that is the basic condition that we like. Uh, technology changes quickly around us, but we as human beings, we are not that quick. And, and I, I've been living in, in, in quite a few countries. And, and, and you can say where, wherever you are, the basic needs of people, they are the same. We might express it in different ways. We want to be seen. We want to be heard. We want to be included. 
and and I, I think we are running down a bit dangerous track uh, that we could create an A and B team that you have the people that coming to the office and the people not coming to the office. And it, it's so that the people you see, I mean, we are human beings. We are not robots. We will act in a different way. So I'm a bit sharp, I must say, in my own organization. The starting point is the office. Uh, then we should have a flexibility and support uh, work-life balance and all that. I'm not saying that, but my starting point is the office. We are human beings. We need to meet each other. And, it's, uh, and I think it comes back to some of the key things that I, I, I see you doing around the world in terms of the quarterly checkpoint, the, the visiting and sharing energy and learnings with uh, your teams across, uh, uh, you know, across different regions. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it is, I mean, a big part of my job is to make sure I, I listen. Uh, it's not the big decisions that I said earlier. It's to understand. It's to listen. I travel extensively and it's, the main thing is to understand, to meet people. Uh, explain, take the time, answer questions. I, I truly believe in having these type of hot share sharings uh, where you get different questions and, and you try to be as transparent as possible. And, and you be sometimes, yes, you have to be very transparent and, and, and yes. maybe a bit sharp. But I, I think it's also people like when you are real. Yes. Yes, I would say. <laughs> yes, and and and, yeah. and that really comes across. And I think it's a it's a great moment in the sort of final uh, five minutes together to go a little bit uh, uh, deeper and actually ask you, tell me a bit more about your your journey. You know, how did you end up working um, at the Volvo Group and specifically as EVP of Volvo Group Truck Ops and also a member of the Group Executive Board? But if you if you think back. The backstory to that what were some key milestones in terms of that journey uh, for me uh starting at volvo is maybe not so strange uh, born yes. and raised in gothenburg where the headquarters uh, yes. it's, it's an exciting but but the journey working through the company i'm mm. number one i i don't think i've ever had a, a plan to achieve to be evp or sitting in the executive board yes i think i've been very present i'm here yes. and now and i try to do my best mm. and uh, i've been very fortunate to have be surrounded by good leaders around me where i have learned a lot and and uh, from many aspects uh, and uh, yes. i've never needed really to I don't really believe in this. Some yes. people do your yes, yes. career planning. Yes. I, I think be present, be, be present. where you are. Yes. Do your best. And uh, and at least I think we're a company. We we see people. We yes. see people. There's a real pride that, I mean, the, the, there's a, a, a sort of a quick side story is when I, when I came to visit you and the team last November, I was staying at a hotel nearby and uh, I, I remember going into, uh, in, into the bar and this, uh, this guy, he must've been like in his mid seven, well, he was 77 years old. He came in and, and uh, sat near me and we started chatting and he said, oh, I, he to I told him what I was doing. He said, Oh, amazing. I, I, I worked at Volvo for 40 years. And he, he was so passionate about his his time at Volvo, and it, and it, for me that was a that was a, a real sign of uh, the the difference that the Volvo Group is making when somebody still still has that pride so many years after they've retired. Yeah, and, 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 and was and very we... fully present. You know, you mentioned that word present. He was absolutely present still. He had newspapers, and he was completely up to date with where Volvo Group was. 
Absolutely. And I mean, I'm super proud to hear what you're saying. Yeah. I didn't know about it, but yeah. I must say we have a lot of these truly ambassadors for, for the group. And yes. uh, But but I also think we, we have a lot of people that is staying with us for a long time, including mm. myself. And, mm. and then it's so important to constantly transform, I think, yes. to constantly stay relevant, to try to unlearn and learn new things yes. and at least i call that very much about developing our employees and and i think mm. it's it's stepwise approach uh, i think uh, no revolution but a constant yes. expectation yes. to all of us yes so what what new things are we learning all mm. the time yes um it's, it's... not the big bangs I, yes. I think it's really to create this culture mm. constant both relearning mm. uh, unlearning mm. but also what are the small steps of actually learning new things yes. add on new things to your to your balance sheet it's such a great point and it reminds me of this japanese word henka which means continuous evolution continuous uh state of beta it's about curiosity over conformity and and uh, you know that's very close to my heart as well and for our listeners, uh, you know, benefit to just square the circle. The goal today, in terms of the framing, this idea that uh, you know Volvo Group is embarking on an incredible transformation journey, sustainable transport infrastructure solutions, already living in the future, some incredible uh, milestones. And as we start to wrap up our time together today, are there any final messages you would like to leave with? various audiences around the world that will be listening to our conversation and these will be executives uh, across different businesses and verticals but of course um, folks from uh, the Volvo group around the world as well what are the final takeaways uh, call to actions that you'd like to leave our listeners with uh, very much about uh, as a senior leader being quite humble that the biggest difference you can make is is to make sure that our employees are taking small decisions in the right direction on an everyday basis. And we do that by creating a good vision, platforms working together, and make sure we have a continuous learning, unlearning and learning new things of all employees continuously. Yes. I love that. Uh, Jens Holzinger, EVP, Volvo Group, Truck Ops. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.